Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, welcome to the Luke Live Lounge on the Villa View with myself, Dan Bardell, and as always, joined by Chris Dolan. And today, we have a very special guest as well. It's the man who sponsors the show. There's been some hefty transfer negotiations. We've been trying to get him on for a while, but we, we finally managed to pin him down. Luke Roper, maker of the best ever Villa kits, in my opinion. He's here today. Luke, how are you? Dan, lovely to see you, pal. And you, Chris, I'm very well, thanks, mate. You do big me up, brother. I love you for that. Um, and it's a pleasure to be on, mate. It's a pleasure to be on. And we can see the shirt in, in the background there looking absolutely re resplendent. We will come on to shirts later because we've had a lot of questions in, mainly about can you come back and do the kits, if I'm being perfectly honest. But just, just quickly, how proud were you to, to do that? Mate, um, I'll take that season and that moment when we found out uh, to my grave. Proud, understatement, mate. I'm a very proud man anyway. I'm a very proud family man, very proud businessman. Um, and uh, as a Villa fan, to be involved in, with the club in any capacity is a pleasure. Whether you're a steward, um, whether you work in the community with the club, that's fantastic. For me, my industry, um, to be involved, you know, with the kit that season, it's got. I'm, I'm super proud of it, that you'll never fade. Um, and I'm also really proud of our ongoing um, partnership with the club. Um, you know, we love. It's never been a day's work for me. It's it's, it's like a it's like a holiday today. It's it's pleasure for me. So, super proud, mate. Uh, met a lot of lovely people and many more, many more to come down Villa Park. Excellent. And, and Chris, you're obviously a big deal in the fashion world as as well. Just just talk us through how good it is to have Luke on. Yeah, I and mean, I, I always I always said. Um... It it didn't it doesn't get much more special than having them um, a Villa fan as manager, a Villa fan as captain, and a, and a Villa fan making the kits. And um, you know that to me doesn't really get any better. And and uh, it was a special season. And you know the kit was just it was just a, it was it was sensational. You know um, even the the away the away shirt and the third shirt, which are seemingly quite hard to get your hands on these days. Um, Very. We're all just, just, just. They were just, just. Uh, they were just class. They were just, they were just really class, you know. And um, yeah, really, really great to to meet Luke properly. I've, I've, we've sort of met a few times uh, here and there, but yeah, really, really good to meet you properly. 
Chris, when I mentioned earlier, mate, on our chat that I've got 1,977 of uh, home away and third kit buried in my front field, mate. Um, I'll, I'll give you the old uh, ordnance survey coordinates for him, mate, next time. <laughs> I tell you what, there'll be, there'll be a lot of people rocking up at your house because that, that shirt somehow is like absolute gold dust. Now, Luke mentioned there about a Villa fan being, being captain. Obviously, a great story. But, Chris, last night, not such a great story. Jack Grealish sat out another 90 minutes for England, just like he did the game before. You're obviously not, not an England fan, but how frustrating is it for you as a football fan to, to not be watching Jack Grealish play for his country? Yeah, I mean, I think now, I've said before, the pennies finally dropped with, with Jack now, with, with the public and the general public are now talking about what a great player he is. Um, even even fans from other teams. Um, you know, Jack's kind of uh, been a bit of a pantomime villain with, with, with other, other sets of supporters, you know. Some love him, some hate him. Um, we of course, we of course, you know, worship the guy. But um, what I would say on on that front is, the media and the general public are now realizing, you know, it's a, it's a bit, it's a bit embarrassing, really. Um, I just think, I just think Southgate doesn't know how to get the best out of him because he's he's probably he's 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 not the kind of player that Southgate seems to like. He's he is. He plays off the cuff. He's, you know, he's just a gifted, a naturally gifted footballer. And you know, what's that Maradona documentary um, on Tuesday night? And it's not not comparing Jacko to, to Maradona, but when you look at what Maradona did when he went to to, to Naples and single handedly sort of dragged them from the abyss to, you know, league champions, you see what Jack's done for us over the last few years and. He he's our Maradona, you know. He just has that. He just has that. Uh, he has that aura, that swagger about him. And um, listen, I'm not, obviously not an England fan, but it's their loss. If Southgate wants to kind of play these games uh, and play these kind of silly games regarding, you know, Mason Mount or Jack Grealish or whoever, then that's uh, you know, it's it's their loss. It's their loss. And at least now we've got a fit, a fully fit Jack Grealish going in, in the Sunday. Yeah, but Luke, as as a Villa fan and an England fan, it's, it's like double jeopardy, isn't it? You you, you frustrate because you know exactly what he can do because you've seen him do it for Villa so many times, and you want to see that replicated on the national stage. It's not as if England were playing well last night. I think there was still a sub left as well. There, there was no reason for him not to come on last night, but it just it just didn't happen for whatever reason. Mate, um, as Chris touched on as well, well, you, you and I, we've, we've all seen Jack as Villa fans the last few years light up Villa Park, well, and away games. Chris touched on other fans now, absolutely, the penny has dropped, great line. I know a lot of Birmingham City fans that were like calling for him to get on that pitch. That shows a lot. Um, Jack, he's it's, it's not only our best player, for me, he's the most creative player in the Prem. I know, you know, as a Villa fan, some people might think that's a little bit blinkered, but I, I honestly think he's the best. Um, and for me, last night, another analogy come to mind. I was about to say to my father-in-law, I was watching the game with, I said it's like watching paint dry, this robotic, mundane, boring performance. But I, I, I subbed that. I said it's like watching oil dry, because oil dry is bloody slower than paint. Do you know what I mean? It was awful. Um, I was quite happy with that one. But Yeah, good one. Yeah, it was it was shocking. It was shocking, and and, and he's for me. I think Maverick's the wrong word. He's, he's too talented for that. But he, he can change a game. He can. You don't know what he's going to do next, and he's just he's, he's very exciting to watch. He can turn a boring game into a spectacle, and you know what a player. Well, he, well, he did that in his first game, didn't he? For, for England, his first start for his country last week against Wales, he gets man of the match. And then you don't see him for two games. It just doesn't make sense, does it, Luke? No, mate. It really doesn't, mate. I, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know the reasons. I don't think any of us do. Um, but I just, are they, like Chris said, do they not know how to play him, where to play him? But if we were, well, we were struggling, evidently struggling last night. One player on the bench that could have created something for me would have been Jack. Yeah, I mean, Chris, he's, he's bringing on Jordan Henderson, who's obviously a very good player in, in a yeah. different way. There, there does just seem to be a general reluctance at the moment, doesn't there, Dolan, for, for him to use him? And I don't know whether you saw the interview after the game, 
But he's talking about that he felt England's best chance to get something last night was from set pieces. Well, you've got someone sat on the bench there who wins more fouls than anyone in, in, yeah. in the country. So, so yeah. just why wouldn't you bring him on? This is it. Like, Southgate's arguments aren't stacking. Like, they, they don't stack up. And um, I think maybe it's... He's possibly come too far now. And, and you know, he was reluctant to pick him. Um, and if I'm being honest, probably if it wasn't for the, the, the pressure from the media and the fact that he's... Um, not only the best player for Villa, but one of the best midfielders in Europe. Um, and that's stats. That's based on stats. That's not us saying that as as Villa fans. Um, mm-hmm. Then he wouldn't have picked him and, um, for the squad. I still think he'll go to the Euros because I think I think he'll have I think he'll have a, another phenomenal season. Um, but it 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 just baffles me because there's literally nothing more he can do. Like, he just no. tore he tore the greatest club team in the world apart uh, two weeks ago. <laughs> Tore him to absolute shreds. Yeah. You know, at one point, him and Barkley were just dancing around. Van Dijk and Gomez. He had he had Trent Alexander. Like he, he had him in his pocket all day long, and he he made a mockery of, of the so called best back four um, in the world. And for him, for for for, for Southgate, it's a, it's, a, it's it's almost it's a bit it's a it's a bit um, demeaning of him and uh, to insult him by saying that things like. Oh, I don't think he's ready to start a play against a, a better quality of player. I mean, it's that's nonsense because the, the best the best league in the world is is the Premier League, and he's he's ripping that to shreds. Um, yeah. and he ripped he ripped he ripped the shreds in a very very per Aston Villa team last year. And, you know, and and what he's doing now with better players, it's um, listen, it's only going to make Southgate and the whole England setup uh, look a bit silly and. Um, I think Southgate's probably gone too far with it, and I think he's probably been a little bit stubborn, um, and he doesn't want to go back on his word and 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 kind of show any weaknesses. But I think he's only he's only shooting himself in the foot. There's no there's no reason for him not to play, and not to start. Lou, do you echo that about the squad thing? Because I've got to say, there's only one more international break to my knowledge to come now. So. He feels to me like Southgate's sounding out the kind of team that, that he wants, and I've got to admit. I'm quite worried that he won't get into that Euro squad. I think the whole country knows that he absolutely should get into that final 23. But from what I've seen now in the competitive games and him not getting a minute, I'm actually worried that, that he won't make the squad. Do, do you feel the same? Mate, if, if, he, if he carries on, like Chris said, last season we struggled and he still stood out. This season we've started fantastic and he's obviously standing out. If, if he doesn't go to the Euros next year... I'm going to struggle with England big time, um, and I, I would personally take. I would take it personally. I would. What I mean, I, I'm not FA badged up out my brains like Gareth is. I'm not, but I don't see why you can't see the ability in one player to build a team or a midfield around him or a forward line around him, um, because it's different. It's it's not. Drilled it for me. I see a lot of players come through academies and into first teams that are really well schooled, um, and sometimes the creativity is almost knocked out of them. Um, I see Jack being that the opposite of that the creativity in his fast brain and how he can walk past the player. You don't need to be fast if you've got the brain, you can walk past them, it just does it. So I am passionate, as you can tell, about him as a player and what he brings to our club and what he should be bringing to our country. So to answer your question, mate, sorry to ramble on, but if he's not in that squad next year, I'm going to struggle to watch my nation because I think there's more to it than meets the eye. I don't know, but why is he not getting a look in after what you've just said as well? A beautiful display against Wales. No minutes in the two games post that, so... I don't know. Dolan, now, I'm, I'm going to go against the grain a little bit here because I still, despite all this, I actually quite like Gareth Southgate. I also quite like Mason Mount. I think he, I think he's a good player and I think Villa fans are giving him a lot of stick at the moment, which is unfair because they're completely different players. It's not Mason Mount's fault that Southgate seems to love him and he's the, Southgate's picking him every single week. So I think we should all lay off Mason Mount and people can have their opinions on Southgate as a manager for not picking him. That's absolutely fine. Sorry, Luke. I, I, I never, I never said a bad word against Gareth or Mason, but no, what no, I said, no. all about, all about my feelings, the, you know, towards, you know, towards Jack, you know. 
Yeah, yeah. No, no, I don't think for one minute that you've said anything that's unfair at all. But what I was going to ask Dolan was, is that he's talking about Mount being in the side for, for work rate as if Jack doesn't work hard. But if you look at all, all the stats, you look at the defensive stats for forward players. So I think someone sent it me today, Jack's second behind Richarlison for attacking players in terms of defensive contributions in the, in the league, having played a game less. So sometimes Jack's given a bit of the, an off-the-cuff role at Villa. He's instructed to play in a certain way. If Saka instructs him to instructs him to do the closing down, I'm not saying anything that Mason Mount's really doing that Jack couldn't do, but it's almost as if Southgate doesn't know that and sees him as a luxury still. Mm. I mean, all I would say on that, on that is that, you know, he's welcome back to play for Ireland anytime. <laughs> you know, I'll I'll have him I'll have him back anytime. We wouldn't have Jack, we we wouldn't have done this to him in. What can I say? Um I mean he wouldn't have got the ball, mate, if the games also or anything to go but <laughs> But uh, listen, Jack's the kind of guy that he's the kind of he strikes me as the kind of the kind of kid that just loves to play football. And if Southgate said, "Listen, Jack, you're playing right back today," he'd come in and, and he'd do a job. And it must be so refreshing, you know. You, you look at that England team of the kind of mid two thousands, and and you, I've heard some of the, the interviews with, with Lampard and, and Gerrard and and, uh, and Gary Neville. And it was very much like you played for England as an as an afterthought. Um, but this this crop of players coming through really really want to play for England, and there's no more there's no more players than than Jack that, that that really want to play for England. And you know he was he was he was nearly in tears when he came on for his sort of his, his first cap, and you can't buy that. Like you know, for me that that's that's what you want. You want that hunger and that desire to want to play not only for your club but for your country. And um, it, I I just hope he doesn't lose that enthusiasm. I really hope he doesn't, but I do think I do think this will only probably add fuel to his fire and, and um knowing the kind of player that he is, he he's constantly he's constantly proved people wrong and and that seems to be that seems to be his game and, and I think he'll just carry on doing that. Always bouncing back stronger without a doubt, does Jack. Yeah, do you think this local this will prove and I mean not that he needs to kick up the backside, but do you think this will just think make him think I've got another gear to, to go here. I'm going to go up another gear and just prove him completely wrong. Well, what a spectacle that would be if Jack went up one more gear. Do you know what I yeah. mean? I mean, I think he's well documented the last two or three years. You know, he's, he's evolved and learned. And, you know, we all make mistakes. It's life. He, for me, he's at the top of his game. If, like you say, Dan, if he can find another gear, well, yeah. But as, as a kid, he is that you know as well. His attitude's spot on, and it'll only go one way. It'll be positive for him, you know. He will want to prove more, and to find it, if he can find another gear, wow, we're all we're all in for a, we're all in for a treat. Yeah, I was going to say that'd be an excellent thing for Aston Villa. Dolan, another thing I wanted to ask you about was: Do you think that not being part of a stereotypical big six club, do you think that's hindering him? Because I I think what will be interesting is the next international break. Because Barkley, when he was at Chelsea, he was in and out the Chelsea side. But he's always been a starter for England. He, he didn't get picked for the squad this time, I think, because of fitness. If he's playing every week for Villa, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Ross Barkley. We're only to see whether it, that counts against him being at Villa. Because that's another thing. I mean, I don't think for one minute think it's true. But the fact that people are saying Southgate hates Villa, I don't for one minute think that. But the fact that Jack isn't part of a big six club, Southgate does tend to favour those players, doesn't he? So it'll be interesting to see yeah. what happens with Barkley. I mean, every manager will, will always say that it's not the case, but there's no doubt that players are picked on on their on their kind of PR and on what club they play for and how much money they were bought for. You telling me that that Ezra Collins is not having a better season than, than Harry Maguire? You know, you tell me that, that Dean Henderson's not a better shot stopper than, than Jordan Pickford? You know, uh, so players are picked on not on their form, but on on who they play for. Um, Jack bucks the trend because he's he's that good. Um, Mings has bucked the trend because he's been that good for us. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I could see all see see all of our English players. If if people like Konza, Cash, Barkley, Grealish, Watkins, if they carry on playing, especially Konza, I think Konza might be the next the next player to to come into the England setup. Mm-hmm. We could we could have a we could have a team of four or five England. Internationals easily, and and it will be completely justified. Um, I see Barkley as very similar to the kind of Mason Mount kind of player. Um, I think if Barkley was to come in, it would probably be fighting for that similar role that Mount's in. Um, 
But again, if if Jack and 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 Bond strike up what we saw against Liverpool, if, if they can consistently do that every week, I mean, who cares about England? If, it'll be amazing for Aston Villa. Well, to me, you, you, you don't you don't care about England, man. We, we, we <laughs> care. Care. <laughs> I think you raise a good point about Conser though, because actually Conser's come up the way that Southgate and the England hierarchy seem to like the fact that he's played at the, at the younger age levels and he, he's played in tournaments for the under-21s as well. So, Concert might not actually be that too far away. But, Luke, Mings, we're playing three at the back. He's crying out for a left-footed centre-half. Mings is the only left-footed centre-half in the squad. Yeah, again, but he does. we've played three at the back for three games and Tyrone doesn't start any of them. I know, I know, mate, I know, I know. Doesn't make any sense, does it? It doesn't, mate, it doesn't. I think he, yeah, he definitely deserves to be in there, without a doubt. What a player! Yeah, he's we're crying out for someone like him in that in that back three. To be honest, on the outside, someone with a bit of, of athleticism, someone who's a is a leader. Greg was saying that you could hear him talking straight away as, as soon as he mm. came on. Yeah, Harry Maguire. I don't want to pile in on Harry Maguire. Obviously, he's had an absolute stinker. He's, he's going through through a tough time, but he had no right to be in that squad in the form he's in last night. He shouldn't be getting picked. And I get that Southgate's probably trying to play him back into form. Yeah. It's cost us. Yeah, true. I mean, this is this is turning into the England podcast here, so we should, should probably move on a little bit. But there was some other internationals in action for Villa over the last week or so. So the main the main one is John McGid, captain in his country last night, oh, to a one nil win. I think Scotland are eight and beaten now. I don't think they conceded a goal in three games. That Luke, they look like they could be qualifying for for a, a tournament, which they haven't done since nineteen ninety eight. But how pleased are you for McGinn because he, he's a great guy? Wow, as you know, mate, what a lovely lad. I mean, wow, salt of the earth, down to earth, hard working. Well, I can't say enough about that bloke. And like you say, for him to captain his country last night on the run they're on, I would really, I'd be a proud Englishman to see him captain his country in the uh, next, in the Euros next year, mate. I really would, or you know, the next tournament if you like. Yeah, yeah, it'd be good. It'd be great. I, I, you know, I want the home nations to do well. To be honest, I'd, I'm not one of these people that, that hates Scotland. I'd quite like to see all the home nations qualify for tournaments. But, but Chris, what a what a step up for him over the last few years. Again, from playing in the Scottish League, playing in the Championship, Premier League, now week in week out, and now captain in his country. He's just had an incredible few years, hasn't he? Yeah, he's just a he's just a different he's 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 different class. I mean. Um, yeah, there's no, there's no, there's nothing I can say about John McGinn really, and it's just, it's just great to see him getting back to the player that he was, um, you know, when he first came to Villa, and then that season he had, and then the start of last season, um, it's finally now he's finally getting back to his best, and um, it even just shows the kind of guy that he is. I mean, he wasn't fully fit for those last ten games uh, after restarting. He came back, and you could tell he was still off. He was still miles off it, so. Um, Listen, he's just getting better and better, and back to back to the quality player that we that we that, that we all know. But you look at, I mean, how much did we get him for? Two and a half, or was it two and a half, half mil? I think it was under three million, just under three million, I think. Deal of the century. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to give Steve Bruce credit yeah. for that one because that is yeah, that was him. Signing yeah. of probably the best signing, one of the best signings in Villa's history, pound for pound. Pound, pound, spot on, spot on, and he hit the ground Incredible. running, didn't he? Yeah, he yeah. really. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah he, I mean, he's, he's everything you want. He's everything you want, you know. And I, I don't know the guy, but I just know that he comes in and he just he's the kind of guy that you would know would just be no trouble. A bit like James Chester, an absolute joy to manage. You know, real. He comes in, loves playing football, gets on with it. You know, loves the club. Um, you know, still doesn't hide the fact that he's that he still loves like Hibernian because he's Scottish and and he has those the, he has those roots and. And, and and the allegiances to, to to Hibs, but I mean I've got a couple of friends that are Hibs fans and and they're now Villa fans, you know. So um, yeah, he's just he's just loved. He's just loved by every set of every fan base he's played for. He's just he's just loved. Yeah, yeah. He, he leaves. He don't burn any bridges, does he? Everyone loves him. Yeah. Yeah, and he started this season like an absolute house on fire as well, hasn't he, Luke? Yeah, as mate. I just like you say towards the tail end of last season, he was still. Well, obviously not fit, but how he uses his, everything about it. He uses every inch of his body, everything. He puts everything into every game. Uh, he's, he's a brilliant, brilliant engine. What a player. Yeah, moving through Villa's midfield at the moment. A lot of internationals going on in, in Villa's midfield, to be fair. That, that's uh, the biggest area where we've got international contributions going on at the moment. Douglas Louise, 
who I was not having at stages last season at all. Probably one of the worst takes I think I've ever had. He's yeah. now a starting midfielder for Brazil, look. Mate, like you, early part of last season, halfway through last season, I thought he was lightweight, uninterested, not good enough. Honestly, I'll put my hands up and I'll say that. And I said, um, and I'm so happy to be proved wrong. He's everywhere. He's how he breaks up play. He picks a ball up on the end of his box at times and he's everywhere. So, wow, he was, yeah, he's featured um, in the last few days for Brazil yeah, he's played, he's played both games as a starter in central midfielder, that Brazilian number eight shirt, I believe. Wow, sorry, I must admit, I have took my off, um, you know, other games um, over the last week. So, yeah, well, no, no. well, sorry. Yeah, and Chris, I mean, it literally is unheard of that Villa have a starting midfielder in the in the Brazil side, isn't it? That's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, what I would say if, if, if Christian Perzo was listening, just give him a new contract, tie him down, tie him down and do a long-term deal. Um, he, he's, he's been a Rolls Royce for us and you know everyone's always everyone said that he, it just, it just looking back on Luis last season it's obviously just taken him a while to acclimatise yeah. and um, he settled in and he, he kind of reminds me of kind of Kande because he's not he's not that big and he's very strong mm-hmm. um, does the basics now really well um, always picks the right pass always always there to sniff out the yeah. opposition and um, he I mean it's the only thing I would say just get him tie him down to a long term contract and I'll be I'll be happy because if he carries on doing this I don't know the whole clause with Man City but if, if I was Pep I'd be keeping a, a close eye on him so we need to get him tied down to, to Villa for the next four or five years yeah. I mean I, I, I'm pretty sure come the end of the season, this season, that they will be sniffing around him because Fernandinho must be coming up to my age and your age at this point. <laughs> Happy birthday for Chris yesterday, by, by the way, just in case I do forget to say it elsewhere in the show. It was Chris's birthday yesterday. He's struggling a bit today, but he, he's braved his hangover to come on the show. So... Happy birthday to the, the fans' favourite, Chris Dolan. But, yeah, back to, back to <laughs> Louise. Good help. Luke, Luke, I'm genuinely worried now about losing him to Man City because there's a, there's a gap in their squad next season for him. And, to be fair, it's good business from them if they've sold him to get a work permit because he couldn't get a work permit and play for them. It's great. Hopefully, he becomes to love Villa so much that he, he, he won't want to leave. But it's a danger for the club now, isn't it? It is a danger, and um, I suppose it's a good situation to be in because it beats the alternative, guys, doesn't it? If um, if he wasn't performing, and he was, um, you know, way down the pecking order, that I think that would be more of a problem for us. But yeah. um, I am, as I say, blown away by the, you know, post lockdown towards the tail end of last season, and now he started this season. I mean, we had glimpses of what he could do. I mean, he banged a few beauties in from distance yeah. in the early part of last season. I thought he's, he's got a lot of burning here, and then he sort of fizzled out. But I am deviating from you know your question though, Dan. But if Man City come in for you, but the way we're going, we've got a lot of positive energy. With, with the, 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 I don't know for sure, but looking at the team, the actual bond and the dynamic, um, you know, and, and the love they've got for each other. I mean that that you can't buy that. Um, and no, no. We are, we're a team on the front foot. The owners. Back in, back in Dean, we get in. Well, we get in signings where we need. To, we're adding to the squad where we need to. We, we are a team on the up, and I really feel it. And the, the first three games of the season, it's there for all to see. Um, you know, so I hope we, you know, we've got the strength to keep hold of him if that door does come. Uh, if, they, if they do come knocking the door, you know. Yeah, we'll, we'll gloss over the, the other internationals because Martinez, I don't think, played a game, although it was great to see him get a call-up. So he's joined Villa and he's got a call-up to the Argentina squad. So that's that's great news. And Connor and Ireland had a pretty torrid time, although Connor did start all three games, which is good for him to get some minutes. But you've talked about the first three games, lads. We're now coming on to, to the fourth game. It's Leicester away and I'm dangerously confident. What about you, Tur? Chris, after you, mate. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm always a little bit Glass half empty um, when it comes yeah. to Villa, um, but you never know. You, you can't call it anymore. I think now with the way the season's panned out over the first sort of four, three or four games, you'd be a mug to try and to try and call it or try and you know plan what might happen. Um, 
you know, based on form, it'll be a really good game. Um, like I said last week after the Liverpool game, I would get more satisfaction being Leicester at their place to, to put the demons to bed of that night in March, Monday night in March before lockdown when we got absolutely trenched and we were looking yeah. at a club. Yeah. We were looking at a club going down fast. And, um, well, we and were. Well, we were. Yeah, and that was probably one of the lowest points. That game's one of the lowest points I've had since since we got relegated. And um, and for me, if we can go there and and get a result, um, wow, it would be. I mean, seriously, would mean business. Really, would really would mean business. Um, it'll be a tough game. Barry always seems to score past us. He has a knack of scoring past us. Um, you know, there's been a few tough games at the King Park over the last few years. I recall that 3-2, the 3-2 oh. game, which I think was the game that probably sent us down that season. Um, I yeah, don't think yeah. we ever really recovered from that. Um, and, uh, you know, wouldn't wouldn't it be great to go there and, and like I said, put, put a few of the sort of King Park demons to bed and and, uh, and really show the press what we're all about and show, and show the world of football what we're all about. Yeah, I mean, Luke... Chris has mentioned Jamie Vardy there, but obviously the two times he came up against us in the league last season, we're completely different beasts now. We were defensively an absolute shambles in both those games, all over the place. But since lockdown, the defence has sorted itself out and Jamie Vardy won't have as easy time getting in behind that back four, will he? He won't, mate. That's an absolute you know, great point. I think we're going to come away... I really believe we're going to be four out of four, 12 points on the board. Ooh. I do. I like Sunday night... It stretches the weekend out. It eats the last few hours out for us Villa fans. Um, we had a wonderful time. It'll be probably two weeks two weeks ago, you know, by the yeah, time the game. Yeah, we did. Um, we, we've got form against uh, Leicester, beating them over two legs in the semi-final of the uh, League Cup, if you like. Um, it doesn't worry me. It would worry me if we'd had a rocky start to the season. We're actually, obviously, they've had a decent start, obviously, but I do think we are a different proposition, not only at the back that you mentioned, Dan, for you know our attacking options now, I mean yeah. my only worry for not just Sunday night but to keep this momentum up is injuries because we we do lack depth um, and, and quality in depth. Um, personally, I feel that. But um, if we can keep these 12, 13 players, you know, fit, I think we can upset a lot of people this season, like we showed against Liverpool. Yeah, and Dolan, I mean, this will get even you, the, the man that doesn't ever get excited. I think this might even raise a smile from you. If Villa win on Sunday and the, the results and goal difference swing swing the way, Villa go t- top of the league with a game in hand? Well, yeah, but it's after four, yeah. it's after four uh, games. Yeah. So, you, know. you were trying to smile. You were trying to smile. Yeah. I could see it's it. I could see it. Too carried away. No, no, yeah. no, but it's a, nice, it's a nice little tidbit, isn't it, early on in the it season? Is. It, it is. is. It, it is. is. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. As, yeah, Luke, I mean, as Luke said, I, I still worry. I still do worry a little bit about the uh, the depth of the squad, and still a little bit surprised that we haven't gone in for um, for another for another striker and, and possibly um, another another kind of centre mid or or left back. Um, there's still there's still one day to go in the in the domestic transfer window. Um, looks like King and and uh, Ben Rama are probably off to West Ham, which I think will uh, leave both of there. Um, they're attacking threat, but yeah, I mean, it's just a great time to be a, a Villa fan, and um, you never know what's going to happen with with the season. Teams can't, to, to be fair, everyone's banging on about teams not being able to defend this season. I think, I think we can defend. I think we're we're actually yeah, we actually been very, very, very solid at the back, um, along with with Everton. Um, so, do I think we'll win? It'll be tight. My my head saying one all, and my heart saying two one. To Villa. To Villa. I mean, Luke's got in bags of confidence. He thinks it's winning. I, I actually think a draw is a, a great result away from home at Leicester. Just consolidates the start that we have as well and just keeps it, even if we don't win, it still keeps that unbeaten run going. But we've talked about the defence, but Leicester will have watched us rip apart Liverpool, Luke, and they'll be, they'll be worried about what we can do to them, won't they? Mate, they will. They will. Uh, you know, Le- Leicester, every club we, we come, you know, come up against... Um, we'll we'll know what we're capable of on our on our day. Um, it's just you know re- let's recreate that day. Let's get off of that momentum. Uh, yeah. I do honestly think, boys. I know I'm an optimist. We all are deep down, but I do think I think Chris, I, I, Chris I, isn't. 
I'll be disappointed with the point. How about that? I'll be disappointed with the point. Well, yeah, no, you can't be disappointed with the point. Not, not away at Leicester. Come on. You, can't, you, wouldn't be, you wouldn't be disappointed. Well, at this stage of the day, pre-kick-off, I'll be disappointed with the point. I, I believe okay. we get three. I do. I do. On current form and with the momentum we've got, all by the, you know, the international break, you know, it, it might cost us. But, uh, mate, I, I, I will be deep down disappointed with the point. Oh, West Ham went there and won, didn't they? They went there and won three 0 off the back of Man of Man City getting pumped by Leicester five two. So like Chris said earlier, the results are, are mad at the moment. It's a real, really funny season, and it is a season where you can see a team from nowhere doing well, and we could be that team. We could be. We could be. I wonder what um, what impact it has on the top top players playing um, behind closed doors, if you like. I wonder if that does affect you know the performances because why else would we be seeing? Um, such crazy results in the Prem or results you wouldn't expect. You, you get the odd one a season, but we seem to be getting two or three every weekend, don't we, guys? Well, I think it's yeah. exactly why, why this is happening. I think it's the lack of fans or it's exactly why we're seeing these results. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Well, Villa certainly seem to have relaxed without the uh, the bloke in front of me who berates them all for 90 minutes every week being there. It's, it seems to have, have settled us down a little bit. Would you take? Would you take? I mean, this is absolute madness. Here. It's never going to happen. I'm talking behind the sky. Luke, would you take Villa being finishing in the top four, but you weren't able to go to a game all season? Yeah, you would. I think you I would as well. I would take. It would cement us in. We get us into the um, Champions League places, yeah. and with that, once we break into that little bubble. Um, you know, we're, we're at the top top table then. You know, there's talk about the, the top few clubs wanting to strip back a couple of places from the Prem. You know, that talk I've read this week, don't go down well with myself. Um, and I guess with every other Villa fan or every other club nah, that no generally mid, mid-table down. But yeah, mate, I would. I'd sacrifice it if it put us in the Champions League and all the riches that that will bring, and any other, uh, you know, we could attra- we've attracted great players. I'm so happy with our window. Yeah, brilliant. Ten out of ten. Any Josh King or Ben Rahman, like you say, one of those two would have just been, or still might be, the icing on the cake. But the business we've done has been fantastic, um, and I just think if we got fourth place, it would attract a, a different level of player, and, and you know, give us a real, give us a real lift. I mean, I can say Dolan gives me the daggers. I should say that I absolutely not for one minute think that Villa are going to finish in, in the top <laughs> four. But I think we've got every chance of, of making our way into the top ten this season. I, I will say that, especially after the start we've made. It can only build good momentum. We've signed a lot of good players. There's not many times we've come out of a transfer window feeling this elation that, that, that we've got. I think we're in for a good season, boys, and, I, and I'm looking forward to it. But we're going to go over the past now. Luke, we're going to talk about the shirts. We can't have you on and, and not talk about, about the kit. So for those that don't know, I'm sure everyone does know the story, but for those that, that don't know, just, just tell us how it came about. Um, yeah, it's been three years since the conversation started, so um, I might be a little bit sketchy on the detail, but in a nutshell, um, Fanatics, Aston Villa and Luke1977 collaborated on what was ultimately, in my eyes, an absolute beautiful set of kits. Loved by the fans, um, still loved by the fans, um, and it was just it was just a fabulous year as well. Uh, what happened on the pitch, you know, we we didn't start great. We we had a poor spell. Um, Jack was injured, come back. We uh, we wanted a, it's well documented. I'm going over obvious stories, but it, it's it's worth repeating. Um, our ten game winning run, then to you know get promoted via the playoffs. It was a fairy tale season, mate. Um, and as a fan, it is. I will take it to my grave. I will never forget that season. It's just, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, so proud, so proud of our involvement with the club, um, and also over the moon with our current involvement in our um, um, formal wear partnership, which is obviously since March, everything's at the skids as far as going to Villa Park's concerned, and you know, most of it all. Um, but yeah, unbelievable, mate. Loved it. Very proud. Uh, met some great people at the club. Continue to meet thousands of fabulous fans. 
uh, every game. Um, and it's, it's just been an absolute pleasure, mate. And as a fan, it feels amazing. I've got to tell you, brilliant. And I do just think it all collaborated so nicely. The fact that, obviously, as you said earlier, the captain's a Villa fan at that time and still is, the manager. Yeah. The guy who was making the kits as well was a Villa fan at that time. And the season at one point could have been a complete washout. The season at yeah. one point looked like it was going absolutely nowhere. But now all those historic images are in the shirt with with your logo. And that just must be incredible, the fact that it turned into such a good season as well. You've even made the, the Villa View mugs, which, again, must be an absolute highlight for you, your kit on Villa View's mugs. I, I will sleep well tonight, brother, after seeing that. I want one. Will you send me one, pal, please? I'll send you one. I'll get, I'll get you one over, yeah. That's some plenty of bubble wrap, please. Yeah, we'll get that over to you. Amazing, mate. I'll never forget it. Uh, I enjoyed it. I, I spent so many um, brilliant days down there. You know, every most home games with my wife, the kids, business partners, uh, and, and fans. You know, just enjoying every moment. And we're not done yet. We're still, as I say, a very proud partner of Aston Villa, and um, something we want to carry on with. Um, and it's just a pleasure to be involved in any capacity. It really is. So yeah, wonderful. Okay. Can I ask you just uh, quickly on the kits? How did you kind of come up with the with the concept and the actual design? Because it's very very simple and it's and it's very very minimal, but it's just it's so it's like so striking and it's almost quite retro looking as well. Um, who, you know, who, who had the final say? Did you did you kind of sign it off yourself, or what? What was the process when it came to actually designing the kits and the claret, etc.? What what happened there? Listen, it was a collaboration, as I've always said, but the colour. You said signing off the colour. The colour is the, there were seventy odd different shades of claret in and around Villa Park, so it just shows how many variants of the you know the colour you can get. So yeah, colour was important, mate. Everyone had a say, you know, fanatics massive, Villa massive, us. It was you know it was a team effort, pal. So that you know that's how it all come about. Colour yeah, is. And the nostalgia, everyone loves a vintage kit, mate, don't they? Everybody, yeah. even even lads that were probably too young to remember the early to mid-80s, look at a kit, you know, with similar stripes and look at it fondly, you know? Especially especially in this day and age, you think life is, I think you look back to the 80s and even the early 90s where the world was a different place then. It really was a slower pace of life. I know this is like, I sound like an old bloke talking, but with all the instant gratification these days of likes, follows, etc. those days, it was a more simple way of life. And I think we yearn for those. And some of the kits from those days were less is more. If, if mm. I could put a phrase on it, less is more. Yeah. And I've got the shirt in front of me here. We've got some, some questions from viewers. So CM Kelly's asked, how many designs did you go through before deciding on the on this shirt? Mate, num again, it's been virtually three years, so numbers. It was a, it wasn't a quick process. It, it went no. over like weeks, weeks, weeks. Numbers wise, I couldn't I couldn't pluck a number out of the air, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, you were obviously basing it a bit on the on the classic kits, but but yeah. Dean Caffrey's asked, what was the what was the reason you went with claret sleeves? Because some Villa fans are a bit funny about. The shirt not being claret with blue sleeves, that, that's how it should be. Did you ever see it as a, as a bit of a risk, having it all claret with no blue sleeves? Mate, design is a risk in any capacity. It's a bigger risk in a football shirt because there's hundreds of thousands of opinions. Yeah. Uh, and one of my favourite lines, which is clean, is um, opinions are like backsides. We've all got one. So you can't please all the people all the time. You just can't. Um, no. I design seven or eight collections a year for our business. Um, and that's literally thousands of units, thousands of styles, thousands of different skews from jerseys through to jackets. So decisions sometimes, they just happen, they have to be made. They're not always right. Um, no one's always right. But, you know, when when people at the sweet spot, you know, they get, you know, we enjoy the moment. Yeah, I mean, I've, I don't think I'm right in saying you were the first ones to do the rubberized badge. I don't remember that being on it on any kits before. Was was that your idea? No, that, that's true. That's true. I think Fanatics uh, sourced that badge. I'll be honest with you, but Good badge. Uh, something that um, you know was was new, and it's, I think it's been used since. Evidently, I think we've used it since on different kits as well. Yeah. I mean, this is actually John McGinn's actual match-worn shirt, so it's a it's, it's a good shirt here. But just the little touches on it, like the what the one thirty on the, on the back, oh, 
Exactly. Just a, just a lovely, lovely show. And like you say, getting the claret right is something that has very rarely happened over the last couple of decades, which is such a simple thing, but it's something you 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 hit bang on with with this home shirt. So I'm gonna I've gotta got to get all the shirts out, so we'll get the away out as well. Just again, simple design, but but effective. Beautiful, early eighties, very simple, less is more. Beautiful. Yeah, and what would you which one's you have you got a favourite? I've got the third one here, which is obviously a bit a bit more out there, but I think it's actually my favourite of the three, the third one, bizarrely. But which one was your favourite to design? This is this is amazing. And I think I've got three sons, Freddie, well, in order of age, Rue, Freddie, and Buddy. Oh, have I got a favourite son? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not just me sitting on the fence honestly no, no. why put one on a pedestal you know what I mean they all bring something different to the table and yeah. just like myself they're all different characters you know so I, I honestly I would have go right the classic it's the home kit love that or would have go oh the elements of white that just remind me of us in our finest hour winning the European Cup or, or something you know graphically beautiful in the third kit you know so I think that sums up my kids beautifully, to be fair, and uh, and the kids. Yeah, yeah, I mean, your kids are going to be chuffed watching this to know that they're they're not like the last in the pecking order. That's going that's going to be a good thing when that when they tune in to watch. Dolan, have you got a favourite of the three? I know there's one you're missing, isn't there? You're missing the third one. I'm missing, missing, I'm, missing one. The, the, I'm missing the I'm missing the away and the third one. Um, oh dear. Yeah, probably the third because it just reminds me of that greatest goal against Rotherham, and uh, you know that. That second half and that Incredible. win against Rotherham to me was was um, was when I knew that we were kind of back and I knew that we were we were up to something and um, it's probably one of my favourite Villa goals of the last the last sort of five to ten years. Um, yeah. So when I see that third shirt, I straight away think about that that Rotherham game, which was yeah. which was incredible. Um, but aesthetically, the white one, I just think it's so clean and and so smart. And um, if there was a long sleeve version somewhere, like I don't think there was any. I don't think there was one any made, was there? No, not at all, mate. No. Joking about those numbers in my front field. um, (laughs) Not enough shirts were made, unfortunately. Uh, 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 You know that's led to the the, obviously the the, um, but there was there was a lack of them towards the tail end of the season and. Evidently now they're going for fortunes on eBay. Yeah, I was going to, yeah. people have uh, people have asked about that. How do you feel when you see your shirts going for five hundred quid on eBay? Because that's that's the going rate for them at the moment. They're they're so rare and so hard to pick up. I know, mate. I've made a fortune, pal. I've just bought a lovely <laughs> pad. I've got a pad next to Howard now. You know what I mean? Yeah, All right, yeah, yeah. I'm sure he. No. I'm sure he is watching if you're on it. Top man, love the guy. Um, no, it's, it's it, mate. It, it's well, it's, it's fab, mate. It's lovely. It is lovely. Hopefully, mate, give it a couple of years um, and we'll be able to bring them out then as a retro wow. ship. That's an, that's an exclusive there because a few people ask that. Greaves, the 04s asked that. Is there any chance that you'd ever remake them and do another range of the exact same shirts? Because I tell you what, mate, you'd be, you'd be onto something there. Yeah, I think, um, you know, we touched on it, on it very loosely, but we need to... Um, uh, there's, there's a few years, there's, there's a certain amount of years, and if it's four or five before they okay. become the clusters uh, retro, if you like. So it's something we're very keen on, um, and hopefully we can get the go-ahead with the uh, Villa and Fanatics to, to recirculate these stocks. Yeah, well, that's it. I was going to say, not often we... That's the first exclusive we've had since Jack Butland, isn't it? Isn't it, Dolan? I think so. That's a, <laughs> that's a good, that's a good one. The good one that, that we've had there, Luke. It's been absolutely brilliant to have you on, mate. I always enjoy talking to you. Obviously, I, I met you. But I would never have met you if it wasn't for uh, for you making the kits and meeting you that day at Villa Park. So it's been absolutely. brilliant. I've, uh, I've enjoyed every time I've bumped into you, pal. Um, yeah. On and off air, and good to see you again, Chris. Um, I think you know. Yeah, yeah, we'll mention the code as well because you do get 20% off as a Villa View watcher. If you use the code TVV20 on Luke1977.com, you'll save yourself a little bit of money on most items on Luke's store. I've just had a delivery through some, some great stuff in there. That new jacket, that you, the utilitarian jacket, Luke. That's oh, a, that is, that is a top coat, that. What a piece. We've had su- such a great reaction to that piece. Um, yeah. yeah, got a reorder of that. And I think if you look online now, there's only one or two sizes available 
in a few of the larger sizes, but we've got another drop of that coming in for the first week of December. So, Lovely. yeah, what a yeah, beautiful bit of kit. Yeah, I'm Thanks. looking forward to put, putting it on when it gets colder. Ben Armstead's asked, asked actually before we go, he said, the quality of your clothes is so good for the price. How do you make any money? Obviously eBay. That was, that was the one of the shirts on eBay, yeah. Yeah, thanks for that lovely comment. Was that Ben, was it you say you called in? Ben Armstead, yeah. Thanks, Ben, mate. Um, you know, we try and price our products fair uh, and accessible, um, and we spend all our time, you know, focusing on the quality and the detail and the fit. So I'm really pleased that, you know, you've noticed that, mate. And we don't price ourselves out of the market because we are inclusive, you know what I mean? We want to be we want to be part of, you know, the lad's wardrobe, you know? Yeah, yeah, great stuff. And it's some lovely gear, as I say. You've sent me some, some lovely stuff over the years, so I appreciate it. And everyone else appreciates the quality as well. A couple of bits of Villa View, Adam, in before we go. We've already mentioned the mugs briefly. I've got the Gabby one here. If you do want a mug, visit our website, Luke. You'll have one in the post tomorrow. I'll get... Adam, my lackey, to do that for me. We'll get that sent off to you tomorrow. And awesome. just just to say as well, the post-match points back, obviously, on Sunday after the Leicester game in association with Purity, as Luke showed off a second ago. Oh, pro- oh. just I'm sorry, Dan. I, I didn't want to interrupt, but I did. Well, I just say that it's beautiful, mate. I've been drinking it yeah. for a fair few weeks now. And um, well, obviously, when we partnered up with you guys, um, and obviously you guys partnered up with Purity, I was, I was quite happy. Um, and I've had a few of those tonight, which are very, very good, and a lovely local local beer. Yeah, lo- lovely stuff. 9.15, we'll be doing the Purity post-match point on Sunday. Fingers crossed we're talking about a positive result to Villa. So all that's left to do is to thank Dolan and Luke for coming on tonight. It's been, it's been a great chat, really relaxed, really chilled out. Guys. Talking about good times, except for Jack not getting picked by England. But other than that, it's been very, very enjoyable. We'll see you on Sunday. All the best up the Villa. Up the Villa. Take care, guys. Cheers. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.